0: This is East Carolina Office of Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. We are talking one of my favorite things, pirate football, on the sports objective.
1: How about those
2: friggin' pirates? Welcome into the sports objective—a very special night, as always—and uh, we're going to have a roundtable tonight. If you are those watching or listening live, then you can actually call in tonight. We'll talk; give the phone number in just a little bit. Uh, but first, let's bring in Kyle from Lagrange, Barbara. What's up, dude?
0: How can it always be special every night? Because we're special, man. All right, well, you you speak for yourself. Um, What's going on, guys? Uh, it's an interesting time of year here. Ain't nothing going on with Major League Baseball, but there's some interesting things. There is some interesting things to talk about in regards to, to East Carolina, despite, you know,
2: no sports going on. No doubt Bubba Rosenbaum on the road, back from visiting Matt Semenza. How are you? Doing well. Uh,
1: to the Northeast. had the
2: opportunity to uh, attend the East Cubs game on – Friday night, Red Sox A's on Saturday afternoon, and then do some other things as well. Took in a double header.
0: Uh, you know, we were talking about how great Bubba's cell phone connection was. And as soon as the show is going to start,
2: it has to do it. Matt Semenza.
3: what's up, man? Maddie, What's nice. up, guys? Hope all is well. Uh kind of chiming in for Bubba a little bit there. He uh since his phone was cutting out, but uh yeah, Bubba turned into a northerner for wow. a few days. He uh we went to uh Manhattan. We we took in the Freedom Tower. Uh, that's, uh that's of pictures.
2: That's a went,
3: oh yeah, went up to the Bronx, took in the Yankees game, and then went to Boston, took in Fenway, and then hit Several schools along the way. We took in Boston College, uh, Yale, Harvard. Uh, action-packed weekend. So, uh
2: it's a great time. Uh, absolutely, and um, we just lost Bubba there. The great service. Thanks for everybody tuning in tonight. Is by the way, and just a little bit, you can call in for the very first time ever on the Sports Objective live calls at 252 290 and we'll get the you, you know that legitimately
0: may have been the first time there had ever been a Bubba on the campus of Yale or Harvard
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great hey we need to find that out Matt can you find that out if there's ever been a Bubba to attend Harvard or Yale
3: I'll certainly check I mean that's uh <laughs> I think there might be some validity, validity to that one unless Bubba Watson was uh on the scene playing golf anywhere local. But, uh, yeah, you might be right,
2: Kyle. Bubba, you might be the first uh, person ever in the history of Harvard or Yale to have be on campus and be a Bubba on okay, campus. So. And he still don't know. He, we don't know. But uh, we're going to be talking about tonight. One of the topics, guys, we're going to talk about, all four of us are very passionate about, is, of course, the play-by-play boys. Who will – uh, be the next voice. You're not going to replace Jeff Charles. You don't replace a legend. As we said, unfortunately we lost Jeff uh, back in February, but it's coming down to the nitty gritty. Uh, so we, and we're going to, we we'll talk about that and we can talk generically. Uh, there's five candidates left. Uh, we do know that. And um, I don't know when the guys, I don't know when maybe Kyle, you may know, but when they're going to make the announcement, but they do have, they do have a big party on Thursday night uh, for the Pirate Sports Radio Network. I, I, I don't like, think they're was- going
0: to be done with the interview by yeah. then. In. I, I hear there's going to be an interview every day this week. Um, now, okay. now, I don't know if, if – I, I know there's five finalists, and I heard there's interviews all week. So I was assuming that was one every day. I guess they're going to be yeah. one day where there's more than one. But uh, we uh, – so I don't think we'll know Thursday night. My guess would be early next week.
2: Uh, Craig says I look like a helicopter pilot. Yep. I'm the, I'm the pilot of the, <laughs> of the show. Uh, we have, uh, we're going to, it's going to be an interesting topic because uh, we'll see that he kids, I oh, know. Thank you, Craig. 252 uh, 290 And if you want to a new wrinkle to the show, if you will, as we're taking phone calls live and uh, something we'll be doing uh, that is going to be great during football season. I can't wait for people to call in and, talk right. to Kyle or Matt or uh, whoever they want to talk to. One
0: of the, what, what, that, that punk ass that always has a problem with me uh, during, uh, during the, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Why don't he call in? What, what you bet we won't hear from
2: him. He won't call in. No, no, I, I, I seriously doubt that. And uh, Matt uh, Brandon says, what's up guys. Haven't heard from Matt in a long time.
3: Brandon. I'm uh, I took my little uh, summer hiatus.
0: Brandon, why don't you call in? Why don't you call in? You can you, you, you can you can ask Matt questions down there. Give the yeah, number. Let's go,
2: and, let's go ahead and take calls 252-290-0375. 252-290-0375. And we have um, I know we had a um, uh, we had someone who gave a generous uh, donation to the show uh, to help out with the calls of phone calls. So we appreciate that uh, private donation. They wanted to rem- remain anonymous, so we appreciate. Um, any help you can do. In fact, uh, there are a lot of people that want to be sponsors. Uh, so, uh, let's see here if uh, we can get uh, phone calls, people calling in. So uh, we'll do that here in just a second. Uh, if anybody
0: wants to contribute to the podcast, Dave, this is something you know we, we've never we've never done this, and a lot of people do this. Um, you know, it costs money to do these podcasts. It ain't free. It's right. a labor. It's a labor of love. And all right, and, here, guys. Uh, okay. Well, we we have a caller, or are you, are you yeah. want me to finish this thought first, Dave? You might want me to let me finish this thought first. Okay. Uh, um, but it's it's a uh, it's a labor of love, and mm-hmm. you know we, you know particularly Dave and Bubba, um, put a lot of money and time into this. And uh, so, if anybody ever wants to donate to the podcast, uh, Dave, what, what is your PayPal account?
2: Uh, I believe it's uh, Richmond, David. I'll have to look at that. I know for Venmo uh, that, but uh, we will have to uh, check out the... Yeah, uh, we, we need to
0: get some kind of official, official way to donate to the podcast. If you want to support it, keep it going. Um, you know, we we, we we take sponsorships, obviously. We try to sell sponsorships, but yeah, if anybody ever wants to give to the podcast, to keep it going. Uh, we are more than happy to take your money. All
2: right, go ahead, Dave. All right, we got... Let's see. We got some issues here. I'll have to keep working on it. I'll see if I can. I thought we had everything. Technical issues. <laughs> this is, uh, I thought we had it all worked out here before. This
3: is the inaugural show, so there might be some hiccups. But I mean, to you guys' point, it's going to be pretty awesome during football season. I think, in particular, the you know the uh, the fifth quarter show, uh, you know that we typically do on Sunday nights. Um, it's it's going to be gonna uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting to get some some live calls in.
2: Uh, no doubt it's going to be a lot of fun, especially when uh, I, I'll enjoy it more when we have pirate victories, uh, no doubt, than um, than the losses. So,
0: I, Most of the time, yeah, but there are times like with the A&T game, you know, hopefully you don't experience a loss like that. If I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong. I don't, don't want to lose to Gardner. Webb, but th- those kinds of shows are almost therapeutic. Oh my
2: God. Oh my God.
0: You, you need them.
2: Yeah, no doubt. We'll try to, Let's see if we can figure out what's going on with the uh, with our issue with the phone. And um, I thought I had it worked out. But we'll uh, – by the way, uh, let's see. Sarah Sanders says, shout out to Eastern North Carolina umpire Macon Hammond worked the plate at the future All-Star Game Saturday and working in the Home Run Derby tonight. I did not know that. Thank you, Sarah, for letting us know that. appreciate you uh, very much. Um, so, anyway, we're having some feedback, so we'll keep working on that. Uh, for the we've got uh, no people trying to call in we'll try to get to it um if we can if i can figure it out how about that Um brandon wants to know kyle wait and call in after east carolina upsets michigan week one or he says that how about that what did he ask again no he says he he said kyle i'll wait and call in after east carolina upsets michigan week one
0: okay well you know what if that man, happens if that happens my friend we'll let you co host the show if if if, if uh if if East Carolina upsets Michigan, Brandon Forbush will be a co-host for one episode of the Sports Objective.
2: Wow! How about
1: that?
0: Um, I'm, I'm I'm assuming everybody will be okay. Uh, I'm assuming everybody will be okay with
3: that if we if we upset Michigan. Be perfectly happy. Listen, I'm just uh, going serious for a minute on this Michigan game. What I'm really looking for is just a competitive game. I mean, if we can get this thing into the fourth quarter. Yeah, where it's, you know, where it's competitive and, you know, maybe within two scores where you might have a chance to to make it interesting. That's really what I'm looking for. That might seem like a defeatist attitude, but nah, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said that last year, but I try to be realistic. This is a young team. There's a lot of new faces. We have a first time quarterback. We're going to have a new starting running back. Lots of new receivers, lots of new linemen, lots of new faces on D. It's going to take some time. So, uh, my expectations, you know, I, I'm not expecting to win that game, but I'm hoping that we can get it into the fourth quarter where it's competitive. Do you
0: do you turn Mason loose in that game and say Mason, who cares? It's Michigan. You go out there and and, and just play your ass off if you think the pass is there, take it. You take take chances uh, and, and tell them to just go ahead and, and just turn him loose. Because, you know, let him make the mistakes against Michigan because you're probably gonna lose anyway, kinda of deal. Or and then and then if he has a perfect game, maybe you you pull off that's what it's gonna to take to beat Michigan. Or or are you conservative with Mason against Michigan and try to make sure he doesn't lose his confidence against such a good defense and it's his first game, rely more on the running game of the defense and maybe take deep shots with him because that's what he's good at?
3: Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's a, good, it's a really good question. My thing with Mason early, especially in this game, is give him high-percentage throws. Um, what, typically, you know, in, in a quarterback's first start, you know, you want to give him some high-percentage throws where he only has to make one read. So simple plays like wide receiver screens. But I would um, say – Maybe some say. flares to run. In. This way, you know, what you do is by complete – here's the thing. When you complete high-percentage passes – Number one, he gets his confidence. He gets in a rhythm, but the clock runs, too. It's almost as good as a run play. So you mix in the short passing game, high percentage throws, and then you sprinkle in the running game. Because you really want to try to work the clock a little bit if you're Mike Houston. I think he's really good at that. But um, I don't want to give him too much to answer your question. Like, I don't want him having to look to his third read. Give him some simple stuff where he can just simplify it and go. Yeah,
0: the the interesting thing about him – you know, I I don't know how he is with the screen game, but I, I know his strength is throwing the deep ball. So, what, what what's funny is what may be a more comfortable throw for him might not be a, a high percentage throw. He 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 he's got a rocket. That's that's kind of his strength. So, uh, I don't you know I I don't know how his accuracy is, um, but you, you, what you may see is a lot of run 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 go deep, run 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 go deep. I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of that.
2: Oh, no no doubt about it, man. Hopefully, we can. Yeah. That'll be great to talk about if it's a tight game or a win, man. Uh, I really, uh, we're trying to work on the phone calls, by the way, folks. Uh, We've got a little bit of feedback. So I'm trying to work it out. So uh, bear with us and uh, we'll try to get that tonight if possible. Uh, yeah. Guys, we had a, a question, by the way. Uh, Robert Matthews, uh, Craig, Robert, Brandon, Sarah, all joining in tonight. If you have a question uh, on Facebook, uh, Chuck joining us as well. Um, uh, and, uh, well, let me get back to that in a second. Let's go to Robert. He says, any news on a replacement for the voice. So Robert, let's go ahead and do that conversation guys, because, um, I know there's a lot of people in pirate nation that are dying to know, and here's what we know. Um, we know there's five candidates, uh, so they've narrowed it down to the five finalists. I think there's going to be maybe an interview every day um yep. they have to bring in the finalists on campus we know that there's a committee some uh, w- w- one interview today yeah
0: and, w- and we know the five candidates we just can't yeah. uh-huh, we know you don't know um we don't mean it like that but we know the five candidates are we just you shouldn't say them on air yeah and um but i i, I you know I know who I wanted to have the job, and I'm not saying if he's a candidate or not, but I'd already said it on the air, and that was Chris Haymeyer. I had made that clear in the past. Um, I'm not saying if he's a candidate or not a candidate, but I've wanted Chris Haymeyer here, you know, really since before Jeff passed. I wish there was a way he could have been here working underneath Jeff. Um, You know, I know he was the head guy. Campbell has been for the last several years calling football and uh and basketball. Um, right. Did a good job here calling baseball. Uh, was a sportscaster at WCTI. Uh, called some Kenston Indian baseball. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was the host of the fifth quarter call-in show that sounds in 2007 right, yeah. and 2008. Um, so he he's somebody who knows Pirate Nation, and I'd, I'd love to see him with a job. And again, I'm not saying if he's candidate or not, but that's something I stated Right after Jeff passed. So um, I'm on record saying that a long time ago. So I feel comfortable discussing him. Uh, Dave, I don't know if you feel comfortable
2: discussing any of the candidates. Um, we said, uh, I know that uh, Robert says he wished uh, uh, Corey Glore was not a candidate. <laughs> and I know Robert says, I wish Glore would come back, um, but he's right. He's happy in Tulane. Um, and he, no, no surprise um, uh, there. And uh, we know that uh, one of our friends, uh, Chris Edwards, for uh, Duke Baseball, um, he's a guy that uh, we think a lot of who's come on the show numerous times uh, to talk about Duke Baseball, so we appreciate him. He's a pirate. I uh, believe off the top of my head, guys, um, Bubba's a numbers guy, but I believe he graduated. It was during Holland's early time, I would say, like, something like 2006. I hope I'm not wrong on that, but um, but anyway – uh, let's see. Yeah, I know uh, you
0: spoke with Chris Edwards in the past that you you uh you were big on him. Uh, yeah,
2: he's and, another uh, one. He's another one that's uh, Duke, a pirate.
0: Duke play, Duke's baseball play by play, and um, he's a, he's an East Carolina graduate. So again, somebody that we had talked about for the job already. We're not saying if he's a candidate or not a candidate, but we had talked about him in the past, and he's been on the show numerous times. So I feel we feel comfortable discussing him. The other three candidates, I would not feel comfortable discussing because we have not mentioned them previously.
2: Um, right. So. Right. So we can do that. We can, uh, we'll just tell you that that's uh, what's going on. I know there's a party on Thursday night. I don't think they're going to have the, I don't think they'll have the voice. I, I don't know this hundred percent, but my guess is if they're going to do one a day that they being five candidates and I can do the math, that would mean they would still have them unless they're doing like Kyle said early on. Um, by Friday, but we—I mean, who knows? Uh, the main thing is, uh, I do think—I will say this, guys—I um, would like to see the. Uh, I, I am happy. What I was going to say is that they're taking this very serious. Uh, that which they should, um, but they didn't rush the, it. I don't
0: they, really- they, they are Dave, and I agree with you a hundred percent. But at the same time, don't overthink it. Uh, that's one thing that I would really stress to the committee and not that they're asking my opinion or care about my opinion, but I'm, I'm going to give it. Sometimes I think we have a habit of overthinking things. And sometimes the answer is, is real simple. The high the higher is, is obvious. You, you don't have to overthink it. Right.
2: So I don't know. Uh, it's you know, guys,
3: to- I just hope whoever it is. Sorry, Dave, I had a little
2: bit. No, you're fine. I just hope whoever it is, they're,
3: I hope it's the type of personality that brings a lot of passion and excitement, not right. the monotone type yes. voices that you can hear out, but somebody who, my big thing is it's gotta be somebody who truly loves East Carolina. Cause if they don't, we're going to mm-hmm. see right through them. Hey, like right through that's them a quick. great point. Matt. And it, it, somebody who brings excitement, you know, uh, I, I just prefer the types of, the types of guys that, you know, they're, they're excitable, you know, they bring a passion to it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get the right guy.
2: Well, one thing I will say, too, guys, is uh, you make a great point. That's a nice segue for me, Matt. Um, we don't need a guy that's a stepping stone, and maybe the uh, mm-hmm. administration does it, But we need a guy. If you're going to replace a legend and they only last a year or two, that's embarrassing. Um, so I hope that they will keep that in mind. I'm glad yeah. they're taking it serious. They're not rushing it out of respect to Jeff and all that. You don't replace a legend, as Kyle said way back in February, which is spot on. Um, My personal opinion would be um, don't trust the fact that let me let me make a point. Let me make a point in this. And I know that the administration doesn't know this. okay? but I will just say this. Let's make sure it's the right fit for East Carolina. Mm -hmm. Don't trust the names of a conference that's south of us, if you know what I mean. um, Just because they're like we had. Hey, hey, Kyle. Hey, Matt. Do you remember when when they fired Logan and they go, "Oh, we've got this guy from the SEC. He's a coach. He's he's a defensive coordinator from Florida." Do you remember how well that worked out? Yeah.
0: So no, I, I agree with you. Just because they come from the SEC or any Power Five conference for that correct. matter, but we'll particularly we'll say the SEC don't mean they're the best person for the job or the, or the best fit. Right. Um, you 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 got you, you got to remember, and Matt made a tremendous point. If they don't love East Carolina, we will see right through them. And how can you love East Carolina already? Unless you have some kind of pre knowledge, predisposal right. appreciation of it. Um, so I, I, I don't think that always has to be the case, but I think when replacing are Jeff Charles, it needs to be, you need somebody that truly has a passion already for the pirates. And, you know, and I think that's a good place to leave it.
2: No question. And, uh, let's go to football questions here because um, we wanted to talk about that. The play by play voice is very important to us, uh, but that was not the in, the whole intent of the, the show. We were going to have fun and we're trying to work out the call situation. Maybe we can get that uh, making it uh, there. Let's see. Um, I had a couple here that um, they're all there. We go. Uh, Chuck, thank you so much, Chuck, one of our regulars. Chuck says, Will they rotate QBs in the Michigan game? Um, I'll start first. I don't see that happening, um, but, but hey, you never know. I mean, I'm not the coach of the Pirates, I'm not, and I'm not Donny K, but I don't I, see them rotating. I hope
0: not. I hope not. Uh, if that's the case, that probably means either somebody didn't pull away uh, during fall or most likely Mason's having a bad game. So I think if you see that, it means either fall practice and go like we thought it went, was right. or Mason has gotten rattled. So I hope not.
3: Yeah, I mean, what you look for in that situation is you, you just want to be decisive. And, you know, you have all summer, you know, you have your spring, you have all fall camp to kind of figure that out and practice. And I think one, as a coach, once you make, make that decision, you have to be decisive. And,
1: right. you know, whoever
3: it is, I think you're going to have some growing pains. I, and yet the funny thing is, even though Mason Garcia is probably the long term guy, you're probably going to have more growing pains with him. Right. Just because he, he, he's he's a little younger, but he's, he's had his time in the program. He should know the offense inside and out. But I think you will have some growing pains with him. But um, whoever it is, you know, I expect it to be Mason. I'm not really – I know there's a lot of talk right now about Alex Flynn, but I think Mason is the future of the program, and I think that's who you're going to see. I think Mason going to the
0: Manny Passing Academy is going to help him a lot. Um he, uh, Thank God
2: for Holton for that, right?
0: Right. No, yeah, Holton. I uh, had a big hand, I'm sure, in getting him there. Being he took part in it last year, and uh so that's um, that should help Mason. And you know, I I kind of I was went back and watched a little bit of an interview with um Houston at the ladies clinic from earlier this month or late June, I guess it was, and um, he seems confident, really. And I don't know if it's because he has to be, because they're going into Michigan, and if, and if you don't, if you don't even, even if it's false bravado, even if you're bullshitting your team, if, if you don't act like you're one hundred percent confident in your team, they're going to get destroyed at Michigan. So I don't know if he almost has to be overly right. confident at this point, or if he, or if it's genuine, because he, he seems like he's very confident to me. Uh, not about beating Michigan, but just in general about the football team.
2: Right, let's see if we can get. Uh, no, nah, still, I've still got feedback, so I can't. Uh, I'm trying really hard, guys. Uh, we'll keep, uh, see if we can work on that. Uh, we'll try on the phone calls. Sorry about that, guys. Some of the mix,
1: so
0: your audio's mixed in with the call.
2: Yeah, I got to figure it out. I thought I had it uh, figured out earlier with uh, Bubba and I tested it earlier, but for some reason, I don't know what's going on. I'll fi- we'll figure it out. It's something I think with you guys being having you guys and me and Um, But we'll figure it out. Um, Yeah. While you're
3: figuring that out, Dave, I think to Kyle's point, you do sense a quiet confidence from the coaching staff when you hear them talk. And you can really hear it when, when when Mike Houston does recent interviews. Right. He almost has an air about him, like, I know something you don't know. Right. And that's just one thing I've observed when I hear him this off season, it's almost like we have more than you know, or think that we have, right. We're going to surprise a lot of people. And um, again, I, not just, I've said this many times over the last few months, but I really think the key for this team is, you know, if you can come out of the first three, two and one, you're set up for a tremendous year. Oh my God. I'm I'm going
0: to be honest. I'm going to, yeah. If you're two and one, you are set up for a tremendous year. I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. and and I'm going to get killed by Pirate Nation for saying this. If we come out of the first three, one and two, I'll be satisfied. Um, If we beat App or Marshall, um, I'll be satisfied because my expectations are six and six. So if we go two and one in those first three, we are succeeding my expectations and I'll be thrilled. But honestly, my expectations for the first, I expect to be two and two. After Gardner Webb, um, I, I, my expectations are to go one, one and two the first three weeks, and anything less than that to me is disappointing. Anything better than that would be a huge achievement.
2: I, I could even I could even argue, and I agree with you, Kyle, one thousand percent. I could even see it being four and one after the first five games, um, very easily, easily, because uh, the Michigan game I don't feel very confident. I, I do think that
0: i it, it i'm just i'm gonna say this I, with with, with, the, with that young what a quarterback who essentially has never started the game i know i know the navy game but it, with with all the young players we have even if we're really good a four and one start i just don't see it i, I don't see how in the world we would run through app marshall gardner webb rice all four in a row without I, Without stubbing our toes somewhere along the way, I mean it's just, yeah. yeah. Honestly, Marshall's going to be really good. Um, it's App, a home
2: game.
0: App. Phil Steele is big on App. I and I love Phil Steele, and, and I believe he. I just don't football. see it. I don't either. And I believe he, he, he is. He, he is the foremost expert, I believe, in college football. But I look at what they have coming back. They have no more coming back than we do. And they only had four FBS wins last year. They were six and six and two wins over FCS opponents. Correct. And, uh, you know, so, I, you know, but it's still a tough game, still in Boone. And they had not lost very many games in Boone over the last 10 years. So, and and, and, then, and then, and then, hold on. And then Gardner-Webb, Gardner-Webb last year, almost, they lost all three of their FBS opponents, but they almost beat all three of them. Go check the scores on all three. They played three FBS games. All three were close. Um. They 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 got everybody back, and I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised in week one if they don't give Appalachian they play after week one because so they're already gonna have an FBS opponent under their belt when they play us. So I don't think Gardner Webb's as big of a pushover as people think they are. And then Rice, they got from the transfer portal West Virginia's old quarterback.
3: Uh, Mack, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. He he's been at like I want to say like four different schools. But still he's um, very talented. He's, ve- he's very talented. He's moved around a lot. Can't recall his name off the top of my head, but yeah. you know, I'm sure he's going to have a pretty good year there at Rice. And
2: is that uh, JT Daniels? Yep, I
3: believe it is. Yep. yep, that's a good call, Dave. Uh, but, you know, I'll be very honest. I don't. I don't have a lot of respect for Rice's program. Uh, that if that's a game for me now, you know, hey, we have a history of, you know, we. We we'll, we'll occasionally drop games like that, but right. my big thing is that that is a when I look at Rice must win. That is a must win. That is I a got
2: must win. Well, when you come down and yeah. if I, you're going to be a, not sure if you're be a
0: I'm not sure we've ever won at Rice. Somebody check that, but I do not remember us winning a game at Rice. We beat Rice and Grable several times, um, but I do not us I do not remember us ever winning a game at Rice.
3: Yeah, and you know, you guys know I'm really hard on Charlotte. Uh, I put <laughs> yeah. Rice in the same category. I, yeah. Honestly, I was appalled that they were allowed into this conference. They they don't bring anything. Honestly, they really don't. They their fan base is horrendous.
2: Um, yeah, there'll be like ten people there, right, at that the, game. The, it's it's gonna be
3: it's gonna be reminiscent of you know UAB twenty years ago, or uh, going when we used to go down to play Tulane and the in the Superdome and. You know, there were like a hundred people there, and right. You know, it's just I just don't see what they bring to the conference. I don't think they bring in a market. They don't have a fan base. I, right. So that's just a, Not to sound yeah. like a broken record, but I just the idea that we're in the third conference is Rice makes me sick. Honestly. Well, so. we've done it before, so that doesn't yes. bother
0: me. That doesn't bother me as bad as Charlotte because we've never been in a football. <laughs> conference. We've never been in a football conference before with Charlotte, and we never should be. And. You know, I understand Gilbert's point about trying to make it a rivalry from a regional standpoint. And I believe it will be in basketball and baseball. I I, I you know, honestly, I love being in the same conference as Charlotte in basketball and baseball. Just not football. <laughs> could, could 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 we could we have apps as football only in the American and in, in Charlotte for the other sports? <laughs> I mean I mean uh oh, almighty, I just <laughs> I, I have no interest in Matt. I know you feel even more passionate about it than I do.
3: <laughs> yeah just a few of these ads like, you know the american conference has really been promoting the new members lately on social media you've probably seen a lot of those
0: uh oh you know, yeah right it, they, they featured us as one of their new regional rivalries
3: yeah i mean it, it just it, it it really in my mind it just reeks of desperation like you're just trying to manufacture something that yeah. at least at this point it's not there hey make hopefully I hope to be proven wrong. I hope it all works out. This turns out to be a great conference and, you know, we can thrive here, uh, but I'm, I'm just, I'll stay on record and be very consistent about the fact that I do not like the direction they went. I'm not a believer in just adding a rice because they are in a specific market, even though they have no fan base.
2: Oh, and right. academics,
0: that's, academics. Yeah.
3: Because that That's important.
2: Hey, by the way, Bubba. Chimes in two and two is there a oh and two at Rice. There you go. So you're, yep. you're correct, cop. So,
0: yeah. I, so okay, we only played twice at Rice. Oh, they were both okay. Once cost us the Eastern Division. Yep. Everybody remembers that game, and the other one they absolutely blew us
3: out. Uh, rough's first year. That was one I of the low of yeah. of ECU football that day. We got blown out at Rice. That was that was a very low point. I remember that that
2: they had yeah, they it. actually had a pretty good
3: team that year, sixty two
2: to thirty eight in twenty ten. Good lord! And we lost eighteen to seventeen uh, Skip Holtz era two thousand six. It cost us these division. I and, um, look. <laughs> Craig says Bubba got to the library for that free Wi Fi in record time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Craig, man. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, so uh, when it comes to that, but what I was saying, guys, I mean, the thing that is uh, crazy is that you can you can make an argument for. Um, I don't see any way that we beat Michigan, but then the other four games, you could argue that you could go two and two during that time. Um, you could go what? You could be three and two during that time. You could be yeah. four and one. Yeah,
0: you would be a lot of different things. I, I think three and two, you know, four and one would be awesome. But I think three and two would be a very good start, honestly. I think, yeah, I think if you're three and two, it sits you up nicely to win six or seven games, maybe
2: even eight. Um, And the bull win, you
0: get nine. Yeah. I mean, I, I my success extra this year is six and six. And I, and I know, Chuck, of-
2: yeah, I'm sorry. I yeah, wait a little bit of lag. Chuck says seven and five military bull, guys.
0: Well, there you got Since Chuck said it, um, I, I'd be <laughs> happy with
2: it. Playing Boston College for Matt since Matt. I, left I, I'd play. be happy
0: with it. Um, <laughs> and blow somebody, them out. Somebody, <laughs> uh, okay. Yahoo, or, or Sporting News, Sporting News put out their ball projections, and uh, they had us play in uh, Syracuse in the Military ball. Oh, that would be cool for what that's worth, which ain't a damn thing. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I look at you know, and some power fans disagree because they think the new conference is weak. I actually think, in terms of football, that's what's so irritating about it, is people think Rice is going to be terrible, and they're really not going to be. And, and then and then people people look at Florida Atlantic and go, well, you know, they're going to suck. Well, they've recruited really well, and now they got a real football coach with Tom Herman. So I mean, it's.
2: And yeah, Navy.
0: Yeah, Navy's always a pain in the ass, and you. So it, there's so many games on the schedule that are tougher than I think people want to give credit for. Um, but it's just not. It's still just not appealing. I'm talking about two different subjects here. But my expectations for as young as we are uh, is to go six and six, and anything above that'll be. will be a a plus to me. If we, if we win eight games this year, I, I would be considered
2: a huge success. Uh, no doubt. And uh, we'll have, you know, it's one of those things we could actually, like you said, Kyle, I think, uh, I think we're definitely a bowl team. It's a matter of, do we like Matt, you made the great point. I remember the uh, 99 team that goes down to UAB and you're like, how in the heck in November of 99, do we lose that game? But there's so many games when you stump your toes. So um, we got to, what? Oh, never mind. I'm looking at uh, some people. They're not listening. I would just say this: we do a show. Listen to the show, um, because when you pay attention to half the time, that you don't know uh, what's going on. So I'll just say that to the folks that are uh, chiming in on on our chat. So that's well, what i say What about. are
0: you What are you talking about?
2: Well, Elliot uh, thinks. <laughs> listen, uh, here it is. I'll put it up. I didn't want to bring. I didn't want to get Kyle upset. Kyle, check your facts before you open your mouth. We played at Rice in 2006 and lost 17 to 18. Yes, we said that. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Elliot. Yeah, I I don't know. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. We put (laughs) this up on the screen. So pay attention. So look at that. That's from Bubba, 18 to 17, 2006. But what Kyle was alluding to was when we got blown out 62 to 38 in 2010. Exactly. So pay attention. We love you. Thanks for coming, listening, viewing. But pay attention to the show. That's why we're doing the show, is to have a conversation. And uh, he he did not say anything about a blowout in two thousand six. Correct. So, so um, Chuck says, can y'all talk about better out of comfort scheduling in football? Well, um, the, the
0: schedule we have right now, going forward through twenty through two thousand. Through 2028, see, we're pretty full through 2028. I do not know if you guys know that or not. Yep. Uh, but we're pretty full through 2028. Um, I, I through that through. I actually, I'll give him credit. We're credit Confer. You know, he he got us Wake Forest. He he, he got the NC State series extended. He um he BYU, he got us Boise. he got us Boise State. Uh, no, no, actually, Terry Holland did that BYU deal. Um, he he got us Boise State. Um. So he did some decent things scheduling. Now, don't get me wrong; I'd rather have John Gilbert than Jeff Confer any day. I want to make that clear. And
2: the Adidas deal too oh, was good. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'd rather have uh, John Gilbert than Confer any day. But our, our schedule, I think, is all right through twenty twenty eight. I don't have a problem with it. In in, in, in out of conference, um, you know, it, I think this year's non conference schedule is fine. M- Michigan, I mean, uh, you, that's a huge national power. You know, App State, Marshall, Regional yeah. Appeal, and Gardner Webb. I don't mind playing one of the FCS. The problem is, what are we doing in the future? And Gilbert has talked about NC State and UNC and other so-called Power Five schools not wanting to play us anymore. And he doesn't seem very aggressive about trying to make that change. And you know, I, I, I you know, maybe he's not saying things outwardly, but he's doing things behind the scenes. I don't know, but. You know, Appalachian State, Marshall are one thing. Those those are, are appealing rivalry games. Um, We've got a long history with Marshall. App State right. is a game that is going to become a rivalry as it will be played on a regular basis. I expect a long-term series with that to be extended soon. Um, but we, <laughs> in the future, uh, you know, and, and maybe one thing that could could change some of these so-called power schools' minds if we can go win, you know, certainly twenty twenty four, one of the so called group of five schools is going to be making the playoffs every year. Yep. And when the playoffs expand, you got your you got your uh, six highest rated conference champions make the playoffs every year. There's only five power leagues, uh, potentially soon to be four. So, I, 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 I East Carolina goes and wins the uh, the American a couple times, and we're in the playoffs a couple of years, and people might laugh at that, but it's very possible. All we have to do is win the American. And we can make the playoffs starting in 24. Um, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden, some of these NC State's and UNC's may want to play you because they have to because now we're
3: starting to take recruits from them. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of good points there. I mean, Chuck, I think I think, big picture standpoint, we, we are going to have to find a way at some point. And, and I'm not saying it's easy and, uh, you know, uh, certainly a big challenge, but we are going to have to find a way in the future to get P5 teams to want to come to Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium. Uh, You know, the Virginia Techs of the world, they don't want to come here anymore. Um, The UNCs don't want to come here anymore. It's a huge challenge for us. I don't know how you get that done. We're going to have to try to find some leverage. But to Kyle's point, if you win, you know, if you build it, they will come. If we can put together some, some great seasons, win some bowl games, some more bowl games, we just won one. Um, and potentially have a chance to get into that playoff mix, now maybe you have some more leverage
2: to get a team in there. But it's going to be a
3: challenge. It's an uphill battle.
2: No question. I think that, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, we were, uh, as Pirate fans, we were like, there's no way in the world we're going to do a two-for-one, but I think that's what you're going to have to oh, do. Oh, yeah.
0: You definitely would do a two-for-one in this climate, yes. Yeah. Maybe not with like you. Were in, I wouldn't do it with you and C and NC State out of purpose.
2: Um, I would I'm rather about like uh, SEC schools or big. Ten yeah, I,
0: I if is I would rather just play UNC or NC State in Charlotte and not even play it in Greenville or Raleigh or Chapel Hill rather than to do a two for one. We'll just play them on a neutral site from now on. That's fine with me. But but look, if UNC or NC State don't want to ever come to Greenville again, fine. We won't go to Chapel Hill or Raleigh again. We'll play exactly. you in Charlotte. We'll meet you on a neutral site and we'll play you anytime you want to.
2: Charlotte Charlotte Motor Speedway is one of my ideas for NC State. Um, I think. But the. the
0: in terms of other school, I would, you know, I, I would say also, as far as not power five, but I, I think we need to get a long-term deal with App, Um And I think that's something that it's probably in the works because I think that is a rivalry that's going to be budding. And I think the fans will enjoy that game. I think the Marshall series is good. I think that's something we can, can get scheduled. You, Love you the Marshall get, yes. Yeah. So you, you should extend that um,
2: West Virginia.
0: Well, that's a power five if they want to do it. I know that. I'm talking about group of five. You can't oh, just schedule group any group of five school. It's got to be one that's going to have interest. Um,
2: right. You know, Southern I,
0: we Miss. Just played, we just played Coastal in a bowl. I don't know if if um, if our fans would want to see that or not. A home and home with them, I don't know. Southern Miss, yes, there you go. Even though they're not in the area, that's one the fans would respect. You, you see Southern Miss on the schedule. You, you particularly play it early season. You're going to get a turnout. Or you're going a to give you a good turnout for that game. Um, and I would say a name brand from out west. Like, like we already have Boise, but I think a Colorado State or an Air Force. Um, yeah. you know, particularly an Air Force would probably draw really well with Seymour Johnson Air Force Base in Goldsboro. Um, so uh, you, you you can be clever with your non-conference scheduling rather than yeah. just. Scheduling somebody because they're close by and in
2: a group of five conference, right? And Elliot says, "How about playing Duke?" As I responded to Elliot, they have no they have no interest in playing us. North Carolina, um, basically the the only per, uh, team on Tobacco Road at ACC schools that will play us is Wake Forest. So we got to give them credit. Um, here's another one. Sarah says that I was going to mention to you guys, so uh, but I'll give Sarah credit. I I, I want to play Liberty uh, for sure. Well,
0: congratulations. We have that signed. Yeah, we are playing Liberty in a home and home. Congratulations to Sarah and Dave. Um, That's already been taken care of.
2: I know. I'm just saying (laughs) I I like that. I know that I'm saying I know that I'm just saying my point is that that's the kind of game that we need, especially Liberty should be in a uh, that's another school. Maybe some will disagree with me on, but that school has a lot of money and they they need to be in our conference.
0: I think I think they're going to make themselves a nuisance with the money they have. You know, they lose – they lose, um, lose um, – what's-his-face to, to, to Auburn. Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze to Auburn, and they, and they hire Jamie Shadwell from Coastal. Uh, Liberty's got a lot of money, and now they're in Conference USA. So if they go win Conference USA every year, you, they're going to be competing for that playoff spot along with us and wh- whoever wins the American. So if Liberty goes and has 10, 11, 12 wins seasons and wins Conference USA on a regular basis, and then they're making the frigging playoff, in this new format, either the American or the Sun Belt is going to have to invite them. So, I got a feeling their stay in Conference USA
3: will be very short.
1: Yeah, uh, that's agreed. a great
3: call by Sarah. I, I agree. I think Liberty definitely has some appeal, and we all know it's it's a win in this era of football. You have to have money, and they definitely have money. Um, and they have a indoor practice facility. One. The the other one, I, I'm I personally like to see uh, us try to work out maybe a home and home would be UConn. I have no problem with UConn uh, back on the schedule. I think that makes sense in a lot of different ways, and we do have some history there. Um, and UConn, you know, hey, even though they haven't been good in football, they do bring a national brand.
1: And uh, they, they did go
3: to a bowl last year. Somehow. They, yeah, somehow. It's a mere One of the best. Jim Moore Jr., one of the best coaching jobs I've seen. In and, and if memory. you look
0: at it on paper, you still don't know how they went to a bowl.
3: If you look at their That's statistics... Crazy. It's unbelievable. It it is, you know, um, but they, you know, to my point, they do bring the national brand because of basketball, obviously, but you know, it's a team that does have some name recognition. So, you know, I'd like to see that series continued. And I think that's one we could get done. And and Matt, Matt lives in in Connecticut. And that too. (laughs) I'm a little biased on that one. (laughs) You know, it gives me a chance to see the pirates, but uh, I think that's a realistic one. Like, some of these you look oh, at. Oh, sure, like, sure.
0: It's definitely realistic. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Here's why I'm going to disagree with you on in a little bit, uh, Matt. I don't know that our fans give two craps about playing UConn. Uh, we 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 we, re- we don't recruit the
2: Northeast
0: uh, really should, much at all anymore. Um, and, we wouldn't have
2: Semenza if we hadn't done that before, that pipeline. Yeah, I know. I'm not, saying,
0: I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm just saying we don't. So, right. I really don't know um, – <laughs> I really don't know that. I don't see the. I don't see the benefit. I. I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with it because I can't. I don't. I can't stand UConn, so I like beating them, um, even when they're terrible. I always love beating them because I, I just can't stand the school. Hey, Their they're they're, yes Yes, are I, I picture them as a UNC, you know, a blue blood, nose stuck up in the air type place. So I hate them, so I, I like playing them from that standpoint because I don't like them and I like beating them. So I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, I, that would be an interesting that would be an interesting poll for Pirate Nation. Would you like to see a schedule a non-conference series with UConn and see? See, I'd be interested to see if if uh, if, the, if the A's or Nays would have that, and and I think that would be a good uh, a good gauge on whether we should do the series or not. I, that's that's a really good question, actually.
2: No, no question, and uh, not only that, but if you look at the we're, we're talking about the ACC schools, and uh, and and Matt, uh, by the way. Um, playing like a South Carolina, uh, there's a lot of regional schools. I know that uh, Elliot said it would be awesome if we uh, played Clemson. Uh, but Clemson's not coming to Dowdy Ficklin, unfortunately. No, I'm, uh,
0: I'm assuming he means a a bye game. Yeah. And the the thing about doing a bye game with Clemson, and the reason we really can't do it with any ACC school, is because then UNC or NC State can point and go, well, if they're going to do a, a bye game in Clemson, why can't they do a bye game with us? And I, I realize on the field that ain't the same thing, but uh, you you can't do it with them and then try to get UNC or NC State or Syracuse, for that matter, to play you home and home. So um, you got to be careful who you do that kind of thing with. Um, Michigan's a good one, I would say. Um, Alabama. I, I, yeah, well, you know, I don't actually – I don't like games where I don't feel like we have no chance. I really don't like and and I wouldn't normally put Michigan in that in that stance, but they're they're really good and we're really young. Um Alabama's the one you don't have a chance in. I I I would I would like Notre Dame. Um, I'd love that. I'd love to go to Notre Dame because, you know, I feel like Notre Dame's a place that, that would be a cool place to go. It would be a cool buy game and it's a game I think we could win. Um
2: uh, maybe um uh, what about penn state
0: yeah I, I would i would um
2: i've always you know, wanted
0: to get game I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't be overly intimidated by the odds of, of pulling off an upset in college station
3: or no, whatever. no, happy, no.
0: Valley. Happy, happy valley happy valley jesus christ texas
1: and mm-hmm.
3: app state went up to uh happy valley probably she's it must have been 4 years ago now and that was a, i want to say that? that game went into overtime and they That's almost the won it
2: yeah um, i remember that
3: you know, uh, you, you know, you guys know, you know what I'm going to say about that. It's a Big Ten school. I love Big Ten football. I, I think it's great exposure. I'd be all all for that. Um, and, and it's a team that we haven't. I think to now this is off the top of my head. I think we've only played Penn
2: State once in our history. That we played them in. God, Bubba's not on here. It was in the '80s, off the top of my head, the last time we played them. Uh, Maybe 90s, but I don't remember in the 90s. I think no, it, was the it was 80s.
3: I, I want to say it was like, I, I don't know if it was 83, 80.
2: 84, somewhere around. Oh, that's right. Yeah, maybe the early. And um, Robert's asking again, oh. what about uh, Rocky Top again? Well, John Gilbert is coming from Tennessee. He has huge connections there. Um, you know, that I, would
0: be one that I'd be okay with. Um, yeah. I think they're better now than they have been in a long time, unfortunately. But uh, that would be one that that I think would be a, a decent buy game and one you, you you'd have a chance to at least perform well in.
2: What about Vanderbilt? I love
0: Nashville. Oh and, no, uh, you're going to do a buy game with Vandy now. If they want to do a two for one with us, I would do that. But I, I'm not going to do a buy game with Vandy. no.
2: I'm just asking in general, playing them, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. If they,
0: I, if they, I don't. If they do a home at home, or I would even consider a two for one with them. Yeah, absolutely
2: like the Mississippi schools, both of them?
0: I think the SEC, the brand is so big, even though Vanderbilt is the shits in football and somebody would go, somebody right now is gasping at the idea of doing a two-for-one with them. Uh, The fact is the SEC doesn't have to do home-at-homes with group of five schools, you know, or even most power five schools anymore. So um, if Vandy, just because of that SEC brand name, if you beat Vandy in football, you got to win over an SEC opponent.
3: So yeah, I would do a two for one with that. Yeah, and the fact is, we we just don't have any leverage anymore in right. this in this environment of college football. We don't have the leverage, so sometimes you have to take what you can get, and, right. and well, it's and yeah. even though it's probably not the most appealing thing, sometimes I wouldn't I wouldn't turn my nose up at playing Vandy.
2: No,
3: not not like I said, not even a two for one. Yeah,
2: and Brandon's asking, what about a home and home with uh, James Madison or George Georgia Southern? Um.
0: Yeah, I pondered that JMU thing. They have a really good fan base. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know how much our fans would care about home-and-home Home with James Madison. I think James Madison fans would love it, and I think they would travel well here. Um, so we'd sell a lot of tickets to that game. It's There's, beautiful up there,
2: though. Yeah. Bird.
0: Yeah, and I just don't think, you know, it is a good trip for our fans in terms of that. It's Virginia Mountains, and, and it's a relatively close trip. I just don't know how much our fans would be interested in it. So I'm going to say maybe on James Madison, maybe not. Um, Georgia Southern, I respect their program. Um, I I like it. I, I, I personally would like a home and home with Georgia Southern. I think it would be fun. I don't know how many of our other fans would feel that way. That's another one that I would like to see a poll on. Would you like to see a home and home with Georgia Southern? I, I, that would be with like the Yukon thing. I think, uh, I, I, where we're, we're the UConn series is really appealing to Matt, not to me. The Georgia Southern series is really appealing to me, but I don't know how many East Carolina fans would give a crap about playing Georgia Southern.
2: And our good friend JR, thank you, Johnny Robertson. He, he said Penn State beat the Pirates 17 to 10 in 1985. Our good friend Kevin Walker, KK, that sponsors uh, the, the playback. Um, I appreciate him, LNK Custom Homes. He, uh, he was on that team. He graduated in 85 and then 42 to 17 at 1986. So there you go. In fact, that's that's my time, guys, uh, when I became a Pirate in 86 with the slogan was, we're going after the best. That's why I have a really hard time with FCS and opponents that really don't help us. That's my, you know. Well, player. here's the
0: thing about it, Dave. The, 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 the group of five school, if you will, that's going to make the playoff is going to be the one who wins their conference and has the closest record to going undefeated. So, if everybody else is playing one FCS and we're not, then we're giving ourselves one more harder game than everybody else. That that that's not going to help us. If you, if you beat if you beat Georgia Southern, for example, it's not going to look any more impressive to the average person than it if you beat. Gardner-Webb. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Um, so, it, it, that's why I would say um, I, I, I don't mind one FCS, particularly in the playoff era. Now, if schools quit doing it, um, if if um, we, would say, to, we would have to, too, because right. then, then we'd be at a disadvantage. But as long as the other so-called group of five schools are doing it, then um, I think you, you you're putting yourself at a disadvantage if you don't do it. Um, because as long as you got a coach that's capable of winning those games. Now, if you, if you, if you go get upset in a couple of them, like, uh, we did, uh, you know, we lost the A&T,
2: um, and, and James Madison. Yeah. what you well, call that? 17. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, by, by our current hair, by our current head coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. call. You know what? I forgot. I called that upset before the game. I called it the, after the temple game. Yes, I, you're right. I called it after the Temple game at the end of the 2016 season. I said, "Guys, I guarantee you, Mike Houston and James Madison is going to come in here and beat us next year to start the season." You're, you're right. I sure did. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <You> <laughs> I don't. I don't often toot my own horn, but when you do it, toot, toot. Um, go.
1: But go anyway,
0: I, uh, I, I we got off on a tangent there, but. Uh, I didn't know what we were talking about prior to that, so I'll, I'll
3: default back to one of you guys. No, well, no. I just want to get—I want to give Johnny Robertson some props for a second. Johnny always chimes in with like these. He always has these. St- Does Johnny know these stats off the top of his head? Him and Bubba like. Are, I mean, amazing, I'm I impressed. Like, yeah. Well,
0: I don't how I shouldn't said idiot savants. They're just savants.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> the funny thing about Bubba, Bubba knows more about the football games that I actually played in than I do. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's like a walking encyclopedia. So. Yeah, I could, I could probably tell
0: you the scores closer. I wonder. Well, we should do like the scores from the '97 season to
3: see who gets it close, me or Matt.
2: <laughs> oh my God, I definitely. You'd I'm probably not good. win.
3: You'd probably win. Trying to forget that season in particular. So that's uh...
2: no question. Hey guys, I do have a question for you guys. I'm gonna throw out to both of you um, because we're in the month of July now. Do you guys predict? In the next uh, couple of weeks, maybe a month, you guys, uh, something we talk about. I, I was told, you know, you hear about the talking heads. They're going to be some potential realignment in July. And here we are, July the 10th. Uh, we're record- doing the show live almost July 11th, later start than we normally have. But do you guys predict any kind of movement, uh, Pac-12, Big uh, Big 12 kind of uh, expansion and loss of teams? Or what do you think, Score Is it going to be status quo?
0: Uh, I think if it's going to happen this year, it's going to happen in the next four weeks. Um, right. So uh, I, my guess is, my guess is yes, that there, there will be some movement involving the Big Ten and Pac-12, um, and then that would maybe um, send a chain reaction to the Big Twelve and Pac-12. But I, I think I think you probably see movement involving the I, a lot. A lot of people think it's going to be you know. Um, pac twelve to Big Twelve. I think it's going to be the pac twelve, the Big 10 first. I think it's going to be Oregon, Washington. Um, what well, you know? What's going on with San Diego State? I, that's I, what I was
2: getting ready to. That's what I was saying. Can they resolve thing
0: things with the Mountain West? Or? Well, here's here's
2: what's here's what's crazy about well, this whole thing. And
0: I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to jump off here soon, guys.
2: Okay. Um, what what happened was I think that San Diego State loves the idea of you know going to the pac twelve, right? The problem is the Pac-12 is not ready to invite them. And so they like were very premature to say, we're leaving the conference. And so all of a sudden, now... Yeah,
0: I, I don't know why the Pac-12 would be premature to invite them. Um or maybe there's the a misunderstanding. Just, you know, unless the conference just isn't going to survive, it's going to dissolve. Because who else are they going to invite? They're losing two of, their, two of their biggest media markets. They need to replace it with something. Who else are they going to invite? I mean, I, I would think it, it, the two most appealing schools right now to the Pac-12, I would think, would be San Diego State and SMU. Um, who else are they going to get? It, it, it's, so you know, that's if they don't get completely gutted. Yeah, so I, a, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, San Diego, the Mountain West said San Diego told San Diego State, "You're out. You, you pack your shit and leave." You said you were leaving, um, and so it would be interesting to see if they actually. If they actually force them to stand by what they said they were leaving, or if they uh, let them stay in the league, But well, here's
2: here, here's what they're you, you know what they're doing, Kyle. Now is the fact that they said we're going bye bye, and so San Diego State it, they are actually I mean excuse me not San Diego State, the Mountain West Conference are now they're now saying uh, the commissioner now okay well you said you're going so they want the exit fee yeah. I forgot the dollar amount. And you could stay in the league, but we want the exit fee, which makes—I mean, I, I don't know how that works out. Mm. If I'm Mike Oresco, man, I know they were what was it, 2013, when Boise and San Diego State were coming to the uh, Big East and American. Like during that, uh, Trans- yeah, State you got to
0: have one more to go with them at least. So, yes. um, uh, I, and that's why I don't know if you'd get anybody that would want to jump to the American right now. Um, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take San Diego State if. Well, maybe I would. If I thought they were going to go through the Pac-12, if I wasn't sure, if I thought there was a 50-50 chance that the Pac-12 was going to implode, then I then I would probably invite San Diego State either way um, and see if they wanted to come to the American bin. There, there was the Mountain West. Because then if it implodes and you already got San Diego State in hand, then you got leverage over the Mountain West for the remaining Pac-12 schools.
2: Yep. So as a matter of fact, I think with uh 14 teams guys, I know this is going back to one of your ideas with you and Terry Holland, Kyle, is, I think there needs to be a merger between the American and mountain West. I really do to stay viable and relevant. That's my gut feeling. I think that if you have like 20, a 2014 uh, super conference, that, that's where we're going. Not that I, let me make it very clear. That's not what I want, but what I want and what's happening or two, most of the time are two different things. And I think, the super conference between those two leagues, be, making one league out of that, would be uh, would be the way that we can stay relevant and have a really good shot of uh, maybe a playoff team or two. And the current, uh, well, not the current, but the well, I mean, you have
0: a, you have ones. a good shot at it anyway. If you combine those two leagues, and you probably the win the winner of that league would would be the playoff team every year. I mean, you, right. you can't convince you me the winner of those two leagues together wouldn't be the playoff team over anybody else. So no. Sunbelt Mountain West, or excuse me, Sunbelt Mac
3: Conference USA at that point. What do you I, think? I agree. With, I love that idea. And I, I'm, I've been saying that to Dave, I, there's strength in numbers and, yep. you know, there, there is some appeal for me to, to try to come up with some sort of a super conference with the Mountain West. I mean, you still have some interesting programs out there,
2: you know, State, San San Jose State, you think about the football. How about the uh, the football Air and Force, the basketball? Air Colorado Force, Colorado
3: State. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's there's definitely some appeal to that. And like I said, there's strength in numbers. I, I just don't think, you know, you just can't. This is just my opinion. Mike Resco forgot more than I know. I'm sure, but it, you, you know, I don't think you can sit back right now. I think you have to be sort of on the uh, on the offensive. And um, I love that idea personally. It would be I would like that conference a lot more than I like this new American. I, I promise yeah, you that. yeah,
2: yeah, I think it would be and another thing too is I out of curiosity, I know we're running a little bit over here and we'll get out of here in just a second. But what do you think uh, guys, as far as a media deal, what do you think between if you combine uh, if you combine uh, the American and Mountain West? I don't, for some reason, I want to say conference USA and that's not what I mean. American and Mountain West together. Uh, what do you what do you think the uh, is seven million now for the American? What do you think those two leagues together would bring in?
0: If you've had one super conference like that, you'd
2: have a yeah. lot of content. Um, you, you probably
0: could get a couple partners. I, my guess, Dave, would be. I know it's speculation. I know my guess would be probably twelve to fourteen million um, would would be my guess on uh, that. That's now what I think could be even more appealing is if. The Pac 12 does implode, and you're left with those three yep. Cal, Oregon State, Washington State. And you add those three to our 14. And then you take San Diego State, Boise State, Air Force from the Mountain West.
2: What about 20. your team, Colorado State?
0: Well, Air Force, I would take Air Force over Colorado State because of Navy. Right. So then you have a 20 team super conference with some Pac 12 schools in there. Now, I think that league could get a 15 to 20 million type
2: deal per school. Because that's what I'm looking at, the dollar. Because Matt is the smartest guy. Uh, you're you're the, the businessman uh, up here. I I really believe, like you said, Matt, in numbers. Not that you're taking, that's what I want to be clear. Because some people are out there saying right now, listening or watching, they're saying, Dave, you don't just take, right, you don't just take anyone. We're not saying take anyone. But I believe wholeheartedly is something that's like really um, like after me, I guess. I don't know what the right word is, but just like as far as, The idea, because um, I I think ESPN is probably going to tell Resco at some point, hey, in order to you can expand. And another thing, guys, uh, one more point I want to make about my idea is uh, the new thing trend for commissioners is we would have ball games in in every time slot, every time zone, every time slot. We would have games going. And I think that's uh, when Kyle was talking about content. Um, that was part of what I was gonna say is that you have games starting at noon all the way up to what, ten o'clock at night?
0: Yeah, I mean you could literally if you had a if you had somebody an upstart, you know, and God forbid you sign with an upstart, but uh l- l- let's just say somebody so let's say let's say time okay. warner, the people on TNT and TBS, TNT and TBS wanted to start a sports network, you, you could literally just have the American if it, it was a 2014 team with them with the Mount West sign that one conference and you could feel your, your entire Saturday of college football, just with that one conference from, from noon until 11 PM, you know, whatever, however late you wanted your kick. You could go, you know, you got Hawaii, Dave, so you, yep. you can you go from noon until 12 AM Eastern.
2: That's true. 12. Eight, yeah. yeah. I thought about it's Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious about that. That's something that it's, uh, I mean, it's been nagging at me. It's been bugging me that, like, why don't we do that? And did
3: Fresno, did we – I don't know if you guys – did you guys mention Fresno? We did
2: mention
0: Fresno, we, but obviously okay. they're in the Mountain West, so if you merged the two leagues, they would uh, they would be there.
3: Um, if, if, you know, Fresno, Kyle, I mean, they're – Oh, a great type program, bus, of always off the radar, but they consistently yeah. produce, produce good – Sometimes great NFL players, they produce some fantastic players over the years. They're, they're the East Carolina, Southern. they the East Carolina or Southern Miss of uh,
0: of the West Coast. They're they're always good. They always pull off upsets. they could never make the damn uh, New Year Six ball. Uh, they're they're the East Carolina or Southern Miss of the uh, of the West
3: Coast. And that so would I, be that's a good that's a good analogy. I mean, I, I I like it, and and they do have a fan base too. That's one thing I like about yeah, them. They They do, have yes. a passionate fan base. So. Another, you know, that's another program. I, I just think that there's opportunity out there.
0: Well, what would be the ideal thing of all this? I and mean, we need to go, but if you just, if you just formed a suit, you cut out, cut out all the crap and just form the best of the rest. And you, and you took an East Carolina and, and a, and a, and a Memphis and a Boise and a Fresno and a, and a Colorado State and, and, and you really formed just a code, instead of having 24 teams you just had a 12 or 14 team league of just the best schools that actually gave a damn and could, you know, perform on the field.
2: Yeah, I think, but I I do believe that the, uh, that ain't going to happen. The merger is more likely to happen. Yeah. I like, uh, I'm a merger guy on it. I I really believe that with the dollar amounts and, you know, and it could be, you know, it's funny because the mountain West commissioner, I remember him like uh, making a big deal about it, which that's his job to do, but, uh, the bottom line is uh, things change so rapidly that yeah. you're laughing one day and you're crying the next. All right, well, one be- more,
0: one quick, quick thing before we go, and then we are yep. re- re- getting hot out of here. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on to Gerald?
3: <sighs> so, all right. So here's my thought. Now, just, I'm just going to first take this in two different ways. Fitzgerald, as a coach, just as a football, not including this particular situation, he, he is not an uh, elite coach. Absolutely elite, one of the best in the country. What he's done at Northwestern is—it's incredible, honestly—to keep that team relevant in the Big Ten. Um, absolutely elite coach. Now, this particular situation right now, all the facts haven't come out. So, if these things were going on, he—he uh, he, if these things were going on. And he knew about it. Then yes, he deserves. When well,
0: exactly? How bad was the hazing?
3: I mean, I've never heard exactly. Uh, it was based on the story that now here's the thing, Kyle. We don't know all the facts yet, but based on what some of these players are saying, that there were some things going on in that locker room that were Sandusky-esque, uh, sexual things in nature that were completely inappropriate. Um, if so, so, so to on, use the so to use the Technical terms: uh, uh, sodomizing,
0: sodomizing someone as a as a uh, as hazing.
3: Google running. Uh, apparently, there's they were up to something called running. I don't know what that is. Yeah, check it out. I mean, I you know I don't know enough about it to to elaborate to expand on it. But here's the thing: if some of those things were going on and he knew about it, yeah, he deserves to be fired. But anybody can say anything in this day and age. And there's always an overreaction just to say, Hey, we're just going to go fire somebody. So I just have to wait till all the facts come out. It's a really tough situation. If those things are true, I I don't know what the hell is wrong with those players. I mean, what in the hell? Exactly. If those things, if those players were involved in those things, I mean, what in the world is wrong with these players? Yeah, I I just find it hard to believe. I've never, uh, I can't imagine being in that situation. I mean, it's 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 um it's unbelievable. Uh, some of the stories that are coming out right now. I think we're just gonna have to kind of wait and see.
2: that's that's a great point. Uh, the rush for judgment, especially in this day and age when you can put something up on the internet and it's true, right? So you have to be careful, especially when there legal uh, legalities involved and uh, I know for sure guys. by the way, um, I know that uh, this guy coached at NC State, very sad to learn that Dick Sheridan, he was actually the coach during the Peach Bowl. Um, passed away at the age of 81. So we're thinking about his family and uh, friends, obviously, during the different... And we may have our rivalries on the field and all that, but great coach for NC State and uh, sad to, to learn that, you know, it's like an era and another person to, that, that we grew up with passing away.
0: Yeah, no, uh, sad to hear that. Um, oh, uh, good, condolences to his family and to, uh, and to, and to Wolfpack Nation.
2: One of the things, guys. I know we're running long, but uh, thanks. Thank you, Jr. I was wondering about this. So uh, we were talking about the uh, off-air about the major league, uh, the major league draft going on. Johnny says, "I wish the best for Josh Groves and Josh Mullin." But I meant that I was not terribly disappointed that neither was drafted in the first ten rounds of the major league draft. I would love to see both of them return to Greenville for next season. Amen, Johnny. Um, that would be huge for the program and. I know that uh, the great thing about both of those guys, they've got a huge future. So it's not like that uh, this year is uh, now or never. Uh, They have a huge career ahead of them. And uh, it used to be that a lot of guys, uh, as you guys know, and people that are listening or watching the major league draft used to be a lot of rounds. They've shortened the number of rounds. And so it's more difficult, obviously to, to be drafted, even though you may be a great player. And so this is great. And, um, not for them personally, I know, but it, it should be great for the Pirates uh, for the 2024 campaign. Yeah, no doubt. So anyway, I appreciate you guys very much, and uh, obviously uh, wish the best to uh, to them. And hopefully, we'll find out if um, any Pirates. I guess uh, those were the two biggest ones uh, for the team. We'll see if anyone gets drafted. I don't. Uh, I don't know how many rounds. Yeah, they'll they'll,
0: they'll get drafted probably. Uh, I don't know how many rounds they go. They'll probably get drafted late. I, you know, when it gets too late, there's some point in signing. Right.
2: No question. Matt, do you have anything before we go, bro?
3: Man, I'm just starting to get the itch a little bit for college football season. I mean, it's still a little early. I mean, I, I don't want to, here's the big thing. You don't want to wish the summer away, you know, cause it comes and goes so fast, especially here in the Northeast, but I'm starting to get the itch. Um, One of my goals this week, fellas, is I need to go out and and buy some of the, you know, the Phil Steele, Athlon. Yeah, just buy Phil
0: Steele. Don't waste your money on the rest of them.
3: Yeah, it's it's, it's that type of, you know, it's that time of year where, you know, it's time to uh, study up on the season.
2: No doubt. And uh, maybe we'll have something in a few weeks when it comes to college football. We're working on that for sure. Guys, thank you so much for all the insight. And uh, we appreciate all the viewers and listeners it means a lot as the show continues to grow, and I promise uh, we'll work on the phone calls. That was something we thought we had figured out, but I think I figured out, I may have figured out uh, what the issue is, and we'll take care of that um, this week as we do another show for sure. All right, so I appreciate Bubba behind the scenes uh, producing tonight. Appreciate Matt, Kyle, all the uh, listeners. We had the roundtable tonight just for you, and we'll see you next time. And as always, go Pirates.
1: Don't back down, not at all Find out when the cannons explode From the sidelines down to the post Put it down like not even close All out to the last whistle blow For the flag, for the soul, and for Rose. Everybody stand up, get your hands up Let a team know that we got their back This is our house, this is our town Our top, everyone, I copy that Everybody in the stands go bananas that be don't hold back Every foot, every yard, every first down Every touchdown with the cannons blast Get it on, get it all, get the wave going Like a hurricane